Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, how's it going? Good, good, good. Yeah, uh, it's a little different. This time we're actually trying to do it live at the same time, so that shouldn't complicate anything, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll see if it was worth the, the hassle or not. Well, we did have the Oscars, so we could take a minute to talk a little bit about the Oscars. Um, nothing super shocking, I guess. Uh, Black Panther won three awards. I guess the most shocking thing about that is it's the first awards that the MCU has won, which is just crazy to me. Um, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animated Feature, which is really cool. That's actually very exciting. I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I did call that Black Panther would win best score, though. So I just want a little bit of credit for calling that. No? Okay. Is it pass-fail? How's that work? Okay. <laughs> um, notable winners. The Green Book won best picture, which has created a lot of controversy. Um, I haven't seen it. That's all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you have opinions. <coughs> I 
I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, let's stay on topic. Let's. Fair enough. I got really nothing to say about that. I didn't watch the Oscars. I missed all of it because I was not really particularly interested in seeing the Green Book win Best Picture. So, <laughs> Yeah, that seems to be the case. Um Um, Yeah, I think people were excited because uh, Marvel had some stuff nominated. Of course, Black Panther was nominated in several categories. Um, it was kind of a special year for superhero films, you know, having an opportunity to take home some big stuff. And Into the Spider-Verse winning instead of a Pixar film is kind of a big deal since uh, Into the Spider-Verse is such a unique animated movie to begin with. And Pixar almost never loses when they are nominated, so... That's cool. That's fair.
uh, for me, I guess it would have been in the Oscars in 2016 for 2015 um, when Star Trek Beyond lost the the um, the makeup effects award to Suicide Squad. I felt like that was kind of BS. Sure, yeah, yeah, it looks great. Work, work of art. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> uh, I, that was probably the most surprising thing from these Oscars was that Marvel Studios hadn't won one yet. I had just assumed that they would have won some technical award by now. Um, with that said... The fact that Infinity War did not win visual effects, I think, is completely fine because I'm not even convinced it should have been nominated in that category. So, yeah yeah i mean i guess it's because they go for realism that we know actually existed at one point so there's people who can like legitimately stand up and say yes that looks exactly right you know <laughs> I mean, maybe you have. <laughs> for him, it was a Tuesday. That's for all my Street Fighter fans out there. No? All right. Moving on. Uh, any other news you guys want to cover? <laughs> Shazam gate. Yeah, this also sparked Rotten Tomatoes to finally, in my opinion, shut down the ability to review movies that aren't out yet, which is a crazy concept. Um, so, Well, so if you're officially part of the press and you went to a press screening, you could review it, of course, because that's considered professional review. You can prove that you've seen the movie, but the ability for normal people to go in and um, put any type of review in whether it is the want to see it don't want to see it uh, that's what they've shut off because if 
you can't see it, you shouldn't be able to review it. Um, I mean, I have the same opinion for uh, retail sites like, like Amazon. If a product isn't out yet, you shouldn't be able to drop a review. Five stars or one star, it doesn't matter. So... So how's it feel to know how wrong you were? <laughs> oh, denial. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, uh, we got a new Detective Pikachu trailer. We got to see more Pokemon from multiple generations of Pokemon. That's kind of cool. Greninja. Oh, it's not. Sorry.
yeah no i'm with you there it's not necessarily a fair comparison we also are you know you're comparing a real human being's digital face on a humanoid body to completely animated always drawn fictional fictional uh animals you know so it's, it's kind of a weird weird comparison to draw anyway um but i mean we'll see We'll, we'll see neither movie's out yet so i'm not i'm not one to gripe too much about special effects in trailers I'll, I'll gripe about them in the actual film but it's still just a trailer it's not done yet Now, you mean actually trust, you mean Ray and me. <laughs> oh, I'm a critic. I didn't say professional critic, I just said critic. <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've been paid. We're not paid all the time, but we've been paid. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> all right so we have started a new segment tonight called nitpicking where we pick a uh, older film that's fairly beloved in the community and we're going to nitpick it because why the hell not and we decided to start with the 2002 toby Maguire spider-man with willem dafoe as the green goblin and that is what we are talking about tonight So, yes. Whoa, what do you mean ish? How do you ish?
Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I found some stuff that we can talk about um, that I, th- I think could have been better. But overall, considering, especially considering when this movie was made and what had come before it, it was a pretty positive step for what superheroes could be and did become. Um, you know, it's 2002. So sure, there's some special effects that don't quite hold up, but I don't want to hold them to 2019 standards. That would be unfair. Um, some of the writing's not great. <laughs> uh but Willem Dafoe still might be one of the greatest supervillains of all time. So where where do you want to get started on this? So, well, we're doing a this is kind of an experimental like online live run, so we're not going to do the break cuz that that could I have to use a different computer for that over there. I can't reach it, so we're just gonna we're just gonna go. i'm i'm torn on it um well because like it's way too long there is no question that it goes on forever it's like a five seven minute intro credit but i kind of like the artistic style of it if it had been you know a third of the length (laughs) fantastic Yeah, I, I like that it's all webbing, of course, right? And he's kind of like building the suit through the webbing and, and all of that. And the it makes Goblin's mask. And I, I just, I thought that was kind of like cute at the time. Obviously, we've moved beyond that type of stuff, as you said, Ray. But I think given when it was made, it was kind of spot on. It was just way too long. Oof. To, to be fair, we do get the Danny Elfman score, though, which is actually. <laughs> uh, no, it's Danny Elfman, but um, it's pretty good. It's not his best. <coughs> <coughs> I apologize.
yeah, I, I kind of forgot he was the ringleader. Um, he is. He is the one who names Spider-Man, which is kind of cool. Um, fun little connection, Lucy Lawless, his co-star in Ash vs. Evil Dead, is also in the movie for two seconds. Um, which I didn't know until we saw the credits. I couldn't believe it. Well, yeah, he he was the he was the recurring character on her show so. <laughs> right but ash versus evil well ash versus evil does when they were really like co-stars so that was all i was trying to say something modern relevant you know okay glad we went on that tangent so Yeah. Yeah, I mean Tim Burton has his people most of the time, Quentin Tarantino, it's a pretty normal. Even Christopher Nolan now, you know, that's it's kind of a normal director thing, but I think we let it Sam Raimi slide a bit because we like the people that he tends to cast. No. Spider-Man 3. <clears throat> uh, sorry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. I never noticed that. Good catch. New new series coming in mid twenty nineteen. Um. So okay. So of course you know we get the the spider bite from a spider that has the same color scheme as the suit, which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh Yeah, James is uh <clears throat> he's tough to watch in this one. He's he's so mopey and whiny and just flat and boring through really the whole movie, you know. Um even when it's supposed to be something emotional, he still looks bored to be there. Um <laughs> Fair. Um, I, I, I think Kirsten Dunst is fine. I don't think she's anything special, but I mean, she, she's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, to, Fair enough. Um, not exactly what I was going for, but I just mean like she served the role fine. I don't think that the character, like you needed anybody particularly special because she's secondary to everything else that's going on. You know, she doesn't actually really have a relationship with, with, uh, with Peter. Her relationship with Harry is almost non-existent. She needs to be saved a couple of times. And then basically, you have the the big ending where Peter comes to the his realization that he needs to to distance himself. So almost anybody could have been in that role, I think, is maybe the issue.
I think just name recognition, the non-comic book reader probably recognized back then the name Mary Jane easier than Gwen Stacy. Gwen has obviously become significantly more popular now with with Spider-Gwen and all that type of stuff and Into the Spider-Verse proved that she's a strong standing character on her own. But in 2002, I don't think the average moviegoer knew who that was. And maybe that was part of the point too, was they didn't want to bring in a brand new character that uh, the average person didn't know if they weren't going to do anything special with them. You know, I think the the area this movie fails on, and like you know, like we said in the beginning, I think we all still really love this movie, but the area that I think it really fails on is that aside from Peter and Norman, everybody else could have been swapped out with basically any other actor at any other time without there being any any real change to tone of the film because those are the only two characters that really get to do anything <laughs> you know what i mean you look you know what i mean right his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt Hi-ya! and even after band camp he might not be the greatest musician <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Like... The, the wrestling scene is really good. I never much cared for the aftermath of it with, you know, he lets the robber go and it go, it, be, it makes Uncle Ben die, which, of course, we have to hear about for the, the entire trilogy. Uh, I'm not really sure what lesson it's trying to teach there. You know, uh, put your life on the line for somebody who just screwed you over or we might kill your family. Is that like the message that that movie is trying to tell? Like, uh,
Yeah, I think you mentioned that when we were reviewing Into the Spider-Verse, and I, I think this movie holds true to that, too, is that he's just, poor kid's just got the worst luck in, in the world, it seems. Um, even when he, he catches what we would perceive to be a break, it ends up being a curse for him, right? Maybe it's a little heavy-handed to call it a curse at the end of the movie when he's dramatically walking away at the funeral, but um, that's how it it's tonally shown. Um. But yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, though, this, this movie is a fantastic origin story. We're talking in chat on our Twitch chat with a couple of people during the live stream here. And, um, you know, like when he's doing his training, trying to figure out how to do stuff, the, the rooftop scene where he's trying to get the webbing to shoot out and he can't figure it out. And they just they just have the close ups of his hands. And it's just like I laugh every time I picture it, let alone see it. I love that scene. Uh, I love that he doesn't just immediately know how to swing and stuff like that um i you know i don't know if the first iron man movie kind of saw that and thought it was a good idea when he's learning the fly in the suit because similar stuff happens and i think that's smart it shows that um they have to learn their new abilities this isn't innate to them they weren't born with it right and it just kind of humanizes peter even more so after he's got these superpowers show that he hasn't changed as a person I like the way he looks. I mean, the the mask might be a little cheesy, but I think it fits the character that he becomes. It's it's one of the most, you know, classic maniacal villain performances on film. You know, the 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 crazy laugh that he does and the, you know, the the wide smile grin kind of reminiscent of the Joker. Like he Willem Dafoe nails this role. Um, I'm not saying it's my favorite role of his, but it's definitely high on my list. Uh, he kind of makes the movie because otherwise, um, I think, I think this could have been a really bad movie if there wasn't a good villain and, um, you know, the, the making the suit realistic and have it fit in with the company the way it did. I, I thought it worked, right. It explains why he has it, where he got it, why he might know how to use it. Um, it, it just kind of answered a lot of questions very quickly and easily without having to be bogged down in exposition, right? You've got one quick scene where you see a guy kind of using it in the lab and then, oh, well, I guess he just stole it, right? 
<laughs> well, yeah. No. <laughs> All right. So 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 hang on. So keep in mind the goblin doesn't really want to kill Peter. Not until the very end anyway. But that's but he but even goblin doesn't want to kill him until later anyway because the whole point is to torture him right it's the you know kill mary jane you know scare the ants you know like all that type of stuff like that's goblin doing those things goblin isn't just he's he is kind of like the joker he doesn't just want to kill batman he wants to string him along because that's the fun that's the that's the competition that's the game you know He gets grazed by the spinning blade thingy. <laughs> but that's that, that's my point, though. Before that scene, Goblin wants to join forces with Spider-Man. Why would he want to cripple him? But he's not in the way yet. Like, it's the, the scene in the fire is when it's determined that Spider-Man's not going to join him. And they do fight, and he does injure Peter. Right. And from that point forward, when he figures out who who he is, you know, that's when things kind of take off. But before then, in another universe somewhere, Peter joins forces with Norman and they, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, he puts on a show at the uh, the big parade event, you know. It's showmanship, Ryan. It's showmanship. <laughs> Fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what else we got to nitpick?
it, it is bad CGI. Um, there's no way around that. That whole scene's pretty bad, though, because, like, if you pay attention, the same part of that balcony blows up, like, five times. <laughs> yeah, it's just they, they clearly had a model and they blew it up and they happened to shoot it with like a half a dozen different cameras. And they, so they just kept showing the same footage from different angles uh, to make it look like there was bigger explosions. But it's just that one balcony. Um I mean, that part gets a little tropey, right? You've, it's the damsel in distress, and it's very uh, cliche. Only three. <laughs> Are you call are you counting flash? Okay. Gotcha. I wasn't counting flash. Um but uh God, he's come a long way, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's he was pretty decent. That wasn't too bad. Um Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The giant jockey. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I think that's really what it is. Now, there there is some pretty cringeworthy writing in this movie. Uh a lot of Mary Jane's lines are pretty terrible, um, especially when she's trying to explain how she's in love with Spider-Man, who she's been around for like two and a half minutes. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I like how it takes her about as long to realize that Peter was the one that she had been kissing as that kiss originally took. Um, but just like the, it's not just the voice he actually says basically the same sentence that he said to her a couple hours earlier you know like oh just happened to be in the neighborhood you know um and i get it's a joke your neighbor friendly neighborhood spider-man but she like she definitely should have known who that was um it's not good you know and then she's like 
You said that? It was nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I mean, I like that Aunt May is actually awake during that scene. I think that's cute. Right. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but I think, you know, the worst line is unfortunately said more than any other line in the movie. And that's, thank God for you, Peter. And like, the way it's said is just, it's just awful. It's so awful. I, like, here, I, I when he, when, when it was said the first time, all, like, it just all came flushing back to me that it, it happens multiple times. And, whew. It's not that's not good but um there's definitely some cheesiness there i never really liked how it ended with it appearing that spider-man killed norman osborne and you know there's harry to be all upset about it um i felt like that forced it to just drag on for three movies forever and um, it's that it's the same problem that lots of tv shows and movies have we're like there's a simple explanation but we're just gonna not bother even trying just so we can have the conflict well think about it i mean yeah but if peter you know takes his mask off and harry sees that it's peter I mean, they're going to have a conversation about what went on here. There's going to be a talk about it or, you know, hell, just leave Norman where he was and let the police find him and not take the blame for that. I don't know. Maybe. Um, on the flip side, though, and this is you know the opposite of a nitpick, really, but I was really happy that Jameson is not going to rat out Peter Parker when Goblin blows up his office. I thought that that was pretty cool. He's so good. He knows. No, but when you think about who his character is, what his character does in that movie, it is the most Jameson thing in the world to know that and not do anything about it because he's making money off of it. <laughs> That's great. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, we have Elizabeth Banks shows up for five seconds. That's really weird. Am I pre-Seth Rogen then? Is that where I am? Okay. <laughs> Clearly. Um, I mean, what else is there, guys? Well, I guess one last thing to nitpick. Do any of you, do either of you care that his web shooting ability is biologically built inside of him rather than it being, you know, a, a, a chemical um, solution? Okay. <laughs> oh man well i i like the organic web shooters too i know it was a change i know it did upset some people but i i thought it worked really well in that universe and i had zero problems with it to be honest um in chat uh you know there's some questions about like why the wrists and i really think it's just to keep the pg rating on that one <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It doesn't. No. Totally. Um, other things I love though, I love the suit. I love his suit in this. I know it's it's a little bit. I agree. I do. I think it just it looks realistic. It looks functional. It looks good. I, I love it. I really do. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Well, that's that's a cool little fact. Well, um, anything else we want to touch on? I can I can go over its box office numbers. <laughs> Well, that's a good question. Um, I don't have that in front of me. Uh, according to IMDb, it has a 7.3, uh, which is not great, um, but, you know, certainly not terrible either. Its Metacritic score is also 73, so about the same for that. Um, it pulled in, in 2002, over $800 million worldwide, uh, almost split evenly, 403 here and 418 internationally so i mean that's pretty impressive for a movie back then its budget was 139 million um i would imagine you would consider this a success <laughs> yeah absolutely um i mean it's pretty crazy when you start looking at um you know just how much money it, it made and I mean, domestically speaking, it actually did the best of all of the Spider-Man movies. Domestically, yeah. Um, oddly enough, the Spider-Man trilogy did progressively worse domestically. Um, and Homecoming didn't even reach Spider-Man 3's domestic numbers. Um, both of the Amazing Spider-Man movies did even worse than that, so... 
you know, it's kind of an interesting, interesting way to work at. I mean, Spider-Man three had a massive opening weekend. It opened with 151, uh, whereas uh, the original was 114, but the movie was pretty terrible, and so people just stopped seeing it. So, you know, whereas the first movie made about a quarter of its money opening weekend, the third movie made half of its money opening weekend. So, there you go. I uh, I can tell you I haven't seen it in probably more than 10 years um, because I love the second one. The Sp- Spider-Man 2 is one of my favorite movies, and so I would rewatch that one more often, and I kind of just skip the first one because in my head it wasn't that great. And doing the rewatch, it was even it was better than I remembered it ever being. It holds up much better than I ever thought it would. Nitpicking it was pretty difficult. I mean, it was even better than most of the movies we were getting at the time. You know, when you think about what movies were coming out in the late 90s to early 2000s. Not even a little. We don't.
I mean, I, I'm going to agree with Midnight Pearl and Chat. I mean, poor me. Uh, Fantastic Four movie. I don't know if it can be done. I don't. <laughs> no, I, I got this. I got this. Yeah. No, you, Rachel, Ray, Ray, you deserve to do X-Men. You know, you know them better than we do. So. Okay. So wait, can can I can I bring back Chris Evans as the Human Torch? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, fine. I am the Star Trek dude. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook as well as Red Shirts and Runabouts, the Heroes Podcast Network's Star Trek podcast every Thursday. And you can find Ryan at Buster Props, um, which is a good place for you to find him. Ray, what about you? Now, Planet Comic Con is coming up at the end of March, and the three of us will be doing a live episode panel Sunday at 11 a.m. earlier in the day that day. So please come and join us. We'll be ranking all of the, at that time, currently released MCU films, tournament style with the audience, audience participation. We would really love it if you guys would come by. Um, the network is actually hosting four panels over the course of the weekend. So we would love for you to come check us out in person. Yes, thank you, Ryan. We are on Spotify. Spotify and Spreaker. Please subscribe. And that's it. <laughs> Hopefully. I do hope so. Bye.